The Essential Services Commission is Victoria's independent regulator in the electricity and gas, water, local government and transport sectors. We promote the long-term interests of consumers in regulating the price, quality and reliability of essential services. Our people are thought leaders who work in a dynamic and collaborative environment, making a positive difference to the lives of all Victorians. Simon Corden was appointed part-time commissioner within the Essential Services Commission in April 2019 and is an expert in economics and social policy. He's also a keen hiker, a sailor and an active member of Merrick's Yacht Club. So welcome, Simon. Great. Hi. Nice to be here, Kate. So first question, what did your career look like before you became a commissioner? So my career is a little bit unusual for an economist because I started my career as a press photographer with The Age newspaper. Um, after I finished high school, I um, had seven and a half years as a press photographer with The Age, which was a fantastic job, great experience to get to lots of interesting places around Australia and overseas. And But that's a job for a young bloke. And uh, I decided that I needed something a little bit more challenging. And so then I started studying mo um, economics at Monash University. And I did that part-time initially. I worked from 2.30, uh, 7 p.m. till 2.30 in the morning at the age on the night shift. And then in the daytime, I went and studied at Monash. Oh, the energy of youth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I did that for a year, figured I could do economics and then went full-time and studied economics uh, for four years, got an honours degree in economics. And then I went to the UK um, and worked as a consultant with a small firm in Oxford, um, which was a great experience, um, I mean, a fair bit of travel associated with that and interesting sort of issues there. I fell into bad company and married a Kiwi. Um, and uh, then we decided that uh, time to head back to uh, civilization. So we came back to Australia. I did a master's at the London School of Economics and then I came back and uh, got into economics in a big way and um, joined the Productivity Commission, a federal government agency which does a lot of work on ec microeconomic policy and from there went through various roles in the state government, Premier's Department, WorkSafe, um, and a number of other, Department of Treasury and Finance, et cetera. So a lot of compliance and government. Yeah, a lot of government policy type mm -hmm. issues, um, using my economic skills, but often dealing with non-economic issues, you know, social policy issues, you know, WorkSafe. Um, it's important that WorkSafe is an economic agency, you know, workers' compensation, that the premiums are kept low, but the ultimate objective is to compensate injured workers and to try and reduce the incident of injuries. So that's a combination of economics and social policy. So I guess then that was a great segue into becoming a commissioner. Yeah. So after, I mean, after quite a long time in the state government, federal and state government, I had seven and a half years with KPMG, which was one of the um, big four sort of consulting firms, mainly working on state government policy issues as a, co a consultant. Um, but then when I left, uh, finished up at KPMG, the joys of consulting um, needed a change and that's when I joined uh, the Essential Services Commission as a part-time commissioner. And what about the role attracted you to it? Um, I think the Essential Services Commission plays such a critical role in the sectors that it um, oversees. Um, you know, the essential services of energy and water are so critical um, to both the economic success of the state, but 
more important to the success of the broader community. Um, so it's great to be involved in that area of policy. The organisation had a good reputation of doing solid analytical work, but also being a fairly collegiate environment. And uh, the role of a commissioner meant that I didn't have to deal with day-to-day -day budgets and staff management and some of the other things that I'd been dealing with for the last 40 years. Um, so, uh, you know, I really uh, felt this was a great role that I'd be a good fit for. Mm. And what does a normal week look like in the um, life of a commissioner? So, as you would expect, I'm going to say that there's no such thing as a normal week. Mm -hmm. um, but there is some routine to it. Uh, every Wednesday is a commission meeting where we consider the critical decisions that uh, are coming up and need to be made. Those can be decisions about shaping the start of a project. So, for example, reviewing um, a consultation paper that's going to go out seeking views of the community about particular issues that we're dealing with, whether it's water pricing or um, issues around uh, energy issues, etc. And also at the commission meetings, we make decisions, draft decisions, which go out for public comment and then final decisions. So it's reviewing, uh, that's a pretty full day usually of going through, providing feedback and discussing the various issues around the papers we're considering. Monday and Tuesday is often buried in reading those papers to be ready to talk about them on Wednesday. And on Fridays, I'm on the Enforcement Committee, which is the committee that considers um, when there are enforcement issues that we're dealing with, largely around issues associated with the energy retail sector, um, but occasionally issues associated with Victorian energy upgrades, which is the energy efficiency program the Commission administers. So uh, that sort of keeps me busy. It's uh, As a part-time commissioner, you know, when I started, which was just before COVID, um, you know, the thinking was, you know, I'd be in there full time on a Monday and then Tuesday work from home and then Wednesday come into the office and, but, you know, COVID has changed everything. So really it's sort of 22 hours roughly spread out or a bit more than that, spread out through the week with various meetings and reading papers and responding to things. So, What then is the best part of your role? Um, it's a, a curly question because there's lots of good parts of it, but I mean, the best part of the role is feeling like you're making a difference on important public policy issues. Um, and the best project I've been involved in, we did a strategy called Getting to Fair, which is about uh, trying to think more carefully and, and think about different approaches we can take to dealing with vulnerability, um, which again started just before COVID. Uh, but there are lots of vulnerable people in the community, obviously, before COVID. Um, but dealing with thinking about how we can make the sectors we regulate more responsive and uh, have the issues that people with experiencing vulnerability make that front of mind in our deliberations and those we work with. And so that's been a great project to be involved in. Absolutely. And you mentioned that the reputation for having a collegiate approach was something that attracted you to the Commission. So has that met your expectations? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a relatively small organisation. Uh, we have a lot of engagement with staff at all levels, so it's not a very hierarchical organisation. There's been a strong practice for a long time of giving relatively junior members of staff an opportunity to present. I mentioned earlier all the various issues that come before the Commission every Wednesday, and we often get really junior staff presenting different components of the analysis. And so, and they come and we, they, we thrash out the issues and I think we're pretty open to hearing uh, that there's different views from different uh, levels of staff because everyone's got insights and brings different experiences. Excellent. And how does the Commission promote a healthy work-life balance? Look, I think... Um, 
know, we've got lots of policies and programs. I mean, there are um, programs, you know, for things like, I mean, I don't know if it's work-life balance, but paternity leave. Um, I came from a commercial organisation, as I mentioned, KPMG, where um, paternity leave, you know, often you can have policies, but we had three of the most senior people I worked with were all women and they really pushed both maternity leave and paternity leave. And so I was interested to see that was not just a policy but a practice. And when I came to ESC, I found out too that, you know, lots of the, the guys are taking significant amounts of time off when their um, spouses have children to spend time with those children early date. And I think that's critically important. It wasn't something that was around when my kids were that sort of age. And I think that's so um, important. I think we often try and uh, we're very mindful of the fact that people, particularly I think since COVID when we're doing so much online, that people have lives outside their work you see their dogs, their cats, their children, their spouses, their whatever, appearing uh, across the screen as you have the various meetings. And I think that's made us much more aware of the fact that we need to um, think carefully about how we operate to make sure that um, that we have that in mind. Another thing we've done is in our cycle of weekly commission meetings during each of the school holidays, we break that cycle for a week. So there's a week of no commission meetings. And that was something that I suggested when we joined because I'd heard another similar agency had done something like that. And that's sort of recognising that the weeks when school holidays happen, people are often, if they're not taking time off, they're often juggling quite a bit during those uh, those weeks that appear through the years. So that's another thing that we've been trying to do, I think, to try and get better work-life balance. Yeah. And so coming out of COVID now, what is the focus for the Commission in the next 18 months? I mean, we've got a normal routine of, of work that we have to do. There, are, We're the regulator of water pricing. So there's a program of water prices that need to be uh, dealt with. We've got issues associated with uh, taxi fares, which is another area we regulate, um, and uh, regular decisions each year on the um, Victorian default offer for energy. So they're the routine things and keeping those uh, important routine decisions happening in a rigorous and robust way is a critical um, issue. I suppose most acutely at the moment is some of the challenges that the energy sector is experiencing. Um, our role in trying to ensure that the energy retailers continue to provide support to consumers that are going to be struggling with higher, potentially higher energy prices. Um, I think that's going to be really important um, as we go through this period. Hopefully that won't be 18 months, but there are a lot of international factors and other factors that are driving that. So um, being responsive to those sort of emerging issues is important. And I mentioned the vulnerability work earlier. Um, that was a development of strategy, but strategy doesn't change anything. It's the implementation of strategies that change things. So working with the team on the implementation of that strategy, so improving the the operation of um, the arrangements for people getting payment difficulties with energy uh, bills. Um, there's work going on to improve uh, the sector's uh, response to family violence, which is another critical issue. So there's a lot to keep us uh, keep us going, I think, over the next 18 months. What would you say to someone who was thinking of working at the Commission? So we've already mentioned that there's a great balance between economic and, and, you know, really analytical work, but also that social policy work. What would you say to someone who's thinking about coming to work here? So I've worked in lots of different sorts of organisations. Um, I think one of the attractions of 
working an independent statutory body like a regulator such as the ESC is you're a little removed from the day-to-day um, uh, machinations of government. And so you have to be comfortable working on sort of longer-term projects which rely you to get deep into specific issues and often quite narrow technical issues. If you're someone who likes the buzz of things changing every day and new issues and whatever, then Premier's Department is probably a good place to be. But if you like working, getting deep into important policy issues, then the Commission is a great place. And, and while I'm an economist, uh, most, many of the staff, not enough of them are economists. I wish they were all <laughs> But no, um, you know, we've got lots of engineers, we've got people with arts degrees, we've got people with a full range of um, backgrounds. We've got accountants. So while it's an economic regulator, there is a pretty diverse um, range of uh, skill sets that we need. Um, I think what's really important, uh, the sort of thing is it's great if people are open to uh, engaging with the broader community, getting out there in the in the consultations and having those discussions with the community. If you want to be a boffin and just sit at your desk and focus on the internet and spreadsheets, there are roles like that as well. But I think what's really important is we get out there and get the pulse of what people really think and care about to make sure that our decisions well-founded technically, but also are mindful of the particular issues that the community is, uh, is interested in. Yeah. We talked about work-life balance before, so and a little bit about you enjoying hiking and, and sailing, etc. But you're also an active member in your community. So tell us about your volunteering. So one thing that I've been doing the last sort of two years or so has been I've been involved in a program called L2P, which is designed to help the kids who don't have a, a family member or friend who can help them get those 120 hours that you need to get your uh, licence. I drive with this young lady as often as I can and we go out and we drive in the car that's provided by the local council that provide, that operates this program down on the Mornington Peninsula, but they also operate all across Victoria. And we spend an hour, two hours driving the suburbs. It's just so important. I mean, I was involved in my role as a um, working on regulatory policy issues with the initial introduction of the 120 hours requirement, um, but I was involved in assessing the merits of that. And, uh, you know, it's something that really is important in terms of saving lives, both of young drivers and everyone else on the roads who's exposed to young drivers. Now, as we wrap up, Simon, just final words around, you know, working at the Commission and being part of this group of people and, and this organisation. I think the thing that struck me as someone come from an economic background and being an old white bloke is how the commission staff are so disparate. You know, one of the things that struck me when we did the getting to fair strategy was we did a lot of engagement with across the staff and there were so many staff who come from such diverse backgrounds, different ethnicity, different experience, public housing, a whole lot of different experiences and it's great having such a diverse group of people um, to work with. So I think it's a great place to work. Before we finish up, one plug I should say, if anyone had, because this is a constant challenge which we face with the, the getting to fair sort of side of things, is there are lots of people out there struggling with their energy bills and the, what I tell you is ring your energy retailer. Your energy retailer has to provide you with a certain amount of support. A lot of people hold off. They get the, the letter box fills up with, bills with lots of red ink on them and all that sort of stuff. And people just think, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Ring your energy retailer. They will help you. 
Many of them provide very high quality service and trying to assist people to get through, but you need to make the call. So if anyone out there is struggling to pay their energy bills, ring your retailer. Excellent advice. Thank you, Simon, for your time today. Want to know more about us? Visit esc.vic.gov.au forward slash careers to find out what it's like to work for the Essential Services Commission and see our latest career opportunities.